On today's show, Dylan Brooks gets the revenge dub against his former team, the Memphis Grizzlies, as he led the Houston Rockets with 26 points, including the dagger to put this game away. Tari Eason and Jeff Green's impact off the Rockets. A big Fred Van Vliet making plays on both sides of the ball late in this game, and how Jalen Green and Alperin Shingun responded to being benched after last game against the Memphis Grizzlies. It's all coming up right here at Locked on Rockets. This is Mission Control, Houston. Ignition sequence start. Throw it up to Jalen Green. Shingun here in the short row. Oh, my, that's the no look. Jabari for three and the win. Yeah! Look at Tarisen. Here comes Tarisen. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. The Houston Rockets select Amen Thompson and Cam Whitmore. One thing I have never done is not made the playoffs, and so we want to take that step here as well. Six. Five, four, three, two, one. Dylan the villain gets his revenge dub in his first trip back visiting his former team, the Memphis Grizzlies. What's up and welcome to another edition of Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. As always, I'm your host, Jackson Gatlin, native Houstonian, a credentialed media member. I'm also the host of Locked on NBA Mondays. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at JT Gatlin and the show, of course, at Locked on Rockets, free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including... YouTube. Now, today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. And as always, thank you so much for making Locked On Rockets part of your day every single day. Thank you for being in every day or whether it's on your way to work, on your lunch break, in the gym. Thank you for making the show part of your day every single day. The Rockets get the 103. 96 win against the Memphis Grizzlies. Hey, the Rockets now officially have a road winning streak. After a lot of L's on the road, they're finally able to pick up another win on the road. Back-to-back wins against the Memphis Grizzlies. And this was a big game. This was an important game because this was Dylan Brooks' first visit back to Memphis after being unceremoniously tossed from the organization, being shunned, being made the scapegoat of the Memphis Grizzlies' struggles. Then, you know, this past offseason, the reports coming out that they would, under no circumstances, be bringing Dylan Brooks back. All, all All the crap that came out of that organization. Look, they, you know, they talked about it during the broadcast. Ryan Hollins called it out. The Grizzlies did Dylan Brooks dirty. They really did. For a guy that gave so much to that organization for the first six years of his career, for you know being the heart and soul of that Grizzlies team. Yes, there were the antics. Yes, there was the, you know whatever. Dylan Brooks meant a lot to that organization. And fans, 90, 95% of fans in Memphis still love the guy. For so for them to try to make him the scapegoat of what was wrong with the organization this past offseason uh left a left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. And so for Dylan Yeah, they'd played the Grizzlies a couple times here in Houston. And yeah, those games meant something. But this was his first trip back in Memphis, right? And I I love that the Rockets were able to come together and get this win for Dylan. I love how they came together to get this win. But we got to give a lot of credit to the man of the hour himself. You're locked on Rockets player of the game. 
Dylan Brooks, how could he not be the way that he responded here in this game? He finished with 26 points on 10 of 20 shooting. He only had two points at halftime. He had 24 points in the second half, including some clutch buckets late. The drive, the finish through contact uh, late in the fourth quarter. He had a, he had a couple back-to-back clutch buckets in the fourth quarter. And then, and then the three-pointer to seal this game late, putting the Rockets up 99-94. to 94. Um, And look, Dylan was... The the Grizzlies they were chirping at him. There was they were they were trash talking him the whole time. You know the fans were getting into it. Desmond Bain at one point was 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 chirping at Dylan Brooks and Dylan, calm, cool, collected, wasn't talking, wasn't getting into it. Was just quietly playing his game. Quietly, he he went through the first half. He struggled offensively. The Rockets as a team really struggled right out of the gate in this one. More on that a little bit later. Uh, but you know, Dylan state, he, he wasn't, he wasn't barking back and forth. He wasn't getting into it. He, he was just, he was playing his game, right? Locked in, focused, stoic, whatever you want to call it. And then he hit that three, man. And when he hit that three with less than a minute to go, put the Rockets up 99, 94. That's when he started barking back. That's when he started letting the audience hear it. He, he started, you know, he ran down the court. He was yelling at the fans. He was screaming. He was happy. And man, you could see the way that he responded uh, when Fred Van Vliet came over and gave him a big, big hug, big embrace. Fred, you know, letting him know we got you. Like this was this was a good good win for the Rockets and I'm glad that they were able to get the win for Dylan Brooks because again, he look, he he woke up. The whole team kind of woke up after that abysmal first quarter. But Dylan was the was the spark offensively in this game. Again, 24 of his 26 points in the second half. He did have seven rebounds, he had an assist, he had a steal late in the game. Uh, the, the steal into the kick ahead pass to Tari Eason to put kind of an exclamation point on this dub after the dagger three pointer. This is just, this is kind of the type of game that we had gotten accustomed to seeing from Dylan, right? Where he, he settled into things offensively after going one of seven shooting in the first half. And this is kind of, the type of game that we've come to expect from this Houston Rockets team where they were able to dig it out after going down by as many as 17 points early in this game. They were able to claw their way back in. They locked in mentally, physically. They started matching the physicality of the Memphis Grizzlies. And this is a team where any player can be the best player on any given night. We've seen throughout various points of this season, we've seen... Alperin Shingun be the best player. We've seen Jalen Green be the best player. We've seen Fred be the best player. We've seen Jabari be the best player. We've seen Tari. We've seen Jeff. We've seen Aaron Holiday. And tonight, it was Dylan Brooks' turn to be the best player, to get the revenge dub against his former team. You can't imagine how good that probably feels for Dylan Brooks, right? He talked about it post game. He said he never wants to lose against the Memphis Grizzlies. He said that he felt the love and cre- look, credit to the to the Grizzlies. They played a great tribute video to Dylan Brooks during the first time out of the game. You could see Dylan, he was looking a little he was getting a little emotional during the video. 
But this win meant a lot to him, and I'm glad that the Rockets were able to pull this one out. I'm glad that he showed up in a big way in the second half, but he wasn't the only one. The Rockets collectively were able to put the team, you know, were able to come together as a team and make this win happen against the Grizzlies. We'll kind of get through some of the, the game flow of this one, the, the, the ugly start to the first quarter in this one, how the Rockets responded, the spark that they got off the bench from Tari Eason. And Jeff Green, Fred Van Vliet closing this one out. How Jalen Green and Alperen Shingun responded to being benched last game against the Memphis Grizzlies. It's all coming up here in just one moment. First, today's episode is brought to you by Dave.com. Look, at one time or another, we all need a little financial help. That's why Dave is great. Dave can get you the cash you need when you need a hand between paychecks and can help you build credit by settling extra cash advances on time. Dave is the banking app that's leveling the financial playing field. When you download Dave, you can get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check and no late fees. It's part of Dave's extra cash account. Advance the money you need with no interest, and then you settle up later on. It's that easy. Again, you can get up to $500 in five minutes or less. Download the Dave app today at dave.com slash locked on MBA. That's dave.com slash locked on MBA. You could get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check and no late fees. Download the Dave app now or go to dave.com slash locked on MBA. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal eligibility Criteria and instant transfer fees do apply. Banking service provided by Evolve, member FDIC. And continuing on here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Some exciting news is Locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked on, plus our national shows covering every single league. Go to Locked on Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe for the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. A little bit more here. I, I do want to say, first off, I want your thoughts. Give me your thoughts on Dylan Brooks' performance. Give me your thoughts on the Dylan Brooks dagger three-pointer against his former team, the Memphis Grizzlies, spearheading the Rockets' 103-96 win. Give me your thoughts in the YouTube comments. Put all your, you know, what was your reaction to the dagger three-pointer? I, I, I damn near jumped out of my seat. It was, it was incredible. Soon as Dylan, you know, Fred passed Dylan the ball, he kind of sized up his defender and then let it fly. And I was like, I mean, Dylan knew the shot was going in. I felt like the shot was going in. It was like the perfect storybook ending to this comeback win against the Grizzlies in Memphis. And then also credit credit to DB for his defense throughout the game. I want to get it because it, and this kind of segues into what I wanted to talk about with the Rockets entirety of their defensive scheme. Look, Jaron Jackson Jr. dropped 44 on their heads, right, in their last meetup. Uh, one of the keys to the Rockets' win here in this one was their ability to defend at such a high level. The two key guys that they had to slow down in this game, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain. Uh, look, Bain had 28, Triple J had 22, but on horrible efficiency because the Rockets' defense was substantially better in this game than it was at Toyota Center Wednesday night. Uh, a big part of that was Dylan Brooks, the primary defender on Desmond Bain, holding him to, yeah, 28 points, but 11 of 25 shooting from the floor, only 4 of 12 from three-point land. Uh, and then for Jaron Jackson Jr., 
Finished with 22 points, only 8 of 23 shooting, missed all 7 of his 3-point attempts in this game. The Rockets did a really good job of not giving him easy, wide-open looks like he got Wednesday night. Um, they matched his physical. They, they, they were way more physical with Jaron Jackson Jr. in this game. And I want to give a lot of credit to Ime Odoka and the coaching staff because they kept cycling defenders on Triple J. Right, One possession, it'd be Alper and Shingun. Another possession, it'd be Jabari. Another possession, it'd be DB. Another possession, it'd be Jeff Green. Another possession, it'd be Tari Eason. By throwing so many different defenders at Triple J, I feel like the Rockets did a much better job of taking him out of his comfort zones in this game. They threw, you know, they were throwing second defenders at him sometimes when he caught the ball down low. If he had a smaller guy on him, right? If he had Dylan Brooks or if he had, you know, Tari Eason on a switch or Jabari at times, they would throw a second defender at him. They'd force the ball out of his hands. They'd force him into some tough looks. I really liked how the Rockets came to, showed up to deal with, uh, with Triple J in this game after letting him score 44 in the game Wednesday night. They really, you know, made it a point to get physical with him. And I, I do want to give some of that credit, right, to Alper and Shingun, who despite, look, they, you know, Alpi and Jalen, they they responded well in this game. And, and you know, I do want to spend a little bit of time talking about how they responded uh, but a big part of that was was Shingun locking in defensively at times against Triple J in this game. Uh, that wasn't his primary assignment at times, but again, the Rockets were switching a lot of their actions, and they they felt comfortable with uh, a variety of different guys guarding Triple J. So defensively, the Rockets really locked in, especially after that first quarter. Again, the Grizzlies' 29-14 to edge in that first quarter, leading by as many as 17 at one point. But then the Rockets uh, basically dominated the rest of the way in this game. They outscored the Grizzlies 31-26 to in the second quarter, then 30-19 to in the third, a really dominant third quarter by the Rockets, and then taking it home in the fourth and final quarter, 28-22. to 22. So winning all the other quarters besides the first one after a, a, a rough start. And look, Ime Odoka said it post-game. He was, his, his halftime message to the guys was, wake up, play like you want to be here, right? And and this is, it is a bit of a concerning trend, these slow starts, the, the, the lack of energy at the beginning of some of these games. The Rockets need to find out whatever's going on and be, they need to be able to start the game with the right energy, rather than having to come in and, and be rescued and woken up by their bench players, which, hey, look, some, sometimes that's what, what's got to happen, though. Sometimes if the starters don't have it, they're in a funk, they don't have the right energy, the bench can come in and alter the energy in the game and give you that spark that you really need to be able to pull out the dub. And that's exactly what happened in this one. Uh, Tari Eason, Jeff Green checking into this game. Uh, they had a huge impact in the first half. I believe they each scored nine points in the first half of this game uh, off the bench. So 18 combined points off the bench for the Rockets. And again, they, they come in, they play with more of an edge. They provide some physicality. They give you that switch everything defense where you're switching one through five. And again, multiple different looks for Jaron Jackson Jr. really took him out of his comfort zone defensively. Having guys like that that can check into the game and really impact how things look is so crucial for this Rockets team. Again, Tari checked into the game and immediately just started making things happen, right? Hit a three, knocked down some shots, got a bunch of rebounds all in a hurry. Like you, you just, you blink and you look up and Tari has like five boards. It's kind of ridiculous. And then Uncle Jeff, 
uh, steady in his attack, in his approach offensively. Uh, got to the free throw line seven times, hit six of them. The Rockets as a team, I thought, were really aggressive in in how they were attacking the Grizzlies. Look, the Grizzlies are a team that play a very aggressive brand of defense. And when you are that aggressive defensively, you are going to foul a lot. And that's exactly what happened in this game. The Grizzlies put the Rockets on the free throw line 32 times. The Rockets hit 28 of them. Rockets were plus 17 at the free throw line. Rockets were 28 of 32. The Grizzlies were just 11 of 15. And that's where I also want to give the Rockets a lot of credit. They didn't foul a ton in this game. They did a really good job playing great defense and being disciplined and playing defense without fouling. That's been an issue for this team. That's been an issue for Dylan Brooks throughout his Rockets tenure is is playing his brand of aggressive defense without fouling too much. And I do think that the Rockets did a great job in this game of being physical, of playing good defense, of limiting the Memphis Grizzlies, but doing so without fouling. That's an important thing for this Rockets team. Look, they're 13-9 and on the season. They're a handful of games above 500. I believe this is the seventh time this year that they've held an opponent to under 100 points in a game this season, their defense is completely next level. They are the second best defense in the NBA, and they have a a wide gap between them and the ne- and, and whoever's next up on the defensive margin list as far as defensive rating goes. This Rockets team has really found its identity, and they're starting to settle in and understand that they can win a game even when the offense isn't going, even when guys can't hit shots, even when it looks ugly like this, they can still win basketball games. They basically just need like one guy to step up offensively each night. If they can get one guy to show up and give them like a 25 plus game offensively, then they're pretty much in good hands because tonight it was Dylan Brooks. Some nights it's been out. Like I said early on, right? Some nights it's Alper and Shingun. Some nights it's Jalen. Some nights it's going to be Fred. As long as they get one guy to step up and have a big game. And then the other guys kind of pool together and, and, you know, help out here and there. It wasn't, it wasn't a pretty game. Jabari Smith Jr. One of nine shooting. Al P four of 12. Fred Vinny, five of 12. Jalen four of 12. It was not a pretty offensive game. The Rockets won this game despite shooting 38%. For, I apologize, 36% from the floor. That, that shows you that they can win games with their defense. And that has been the story all season long, is they've been able to win these ugly, muddy, nasty, raggedy games because of their defense. So credit to the Rockets for being able to pull this one out. And again, Dylan Brooks, his, his big second half was so much fun to witness, to watch play out in real time. But also Fred Van Vliet had a huge role to play in this game and how Jalen Green and Alperin Shingun responded to being benched last game against the Memphis Grizzlies coming up here in just one moment. First, today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. PrizePix is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling against thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you just pick more than 
or less than on two to six players stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. It's that simple. Prize picks really is so easy. You can make your picks and submit your entries in less than 60 seconds. Prize picks has easy gameplay and an enormous selection of players and stat types, which is what makes it the number one DFS app on the market. And with basketball season here and in full swing, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, you can do LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made plus reception. So if you've been thinking about getting into daily fantasy sports, you got to give prize picks a chance. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA with code LockedOnNBA, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix is daily fantasy sports made easy. And final segment here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything. Houston Rockets basketball. Final thoughts from this Rockets 103-96 win against the Memphis Grizzlies. And I want to give a lot of credit here to, look, if it hadn't been Dylan Brooks and his 24 second half points and the way that he was able to spearhead the Rockets offense, uh, you know, dagger three, all of it, right, against the Grizzlies. I, I would say that Fred Van Vliet was probably the Rockets' second most important player in this game. And, and arguably, he could have he could have had his own uh, argument for player of the game because you look at how he finished the game. 16 points, 5 of 12 shooting, 2 of 4 from downtown. He was 4 of 5 from the free throw line. He had 6 rebounds, 8 assists, 4 steals, 2 blocks, no turnovers. 6 boards and 2 blocks for Fred Van Vliet. Shout out to a uh, good friend of the program, Paolo Alves, who called him a six foot tall Hakeem Olajuwon out there. Uh, it's real though. Like there was, there was one point late in the game. I want to say it was like a few minutes left in the fourth quarter. It was one of those final defensive possessions and the Rockets got a really good stop. And like the guy who pulls down the board, the defensive rebound, Fred Van Vliet, like he like, ele- <laughs> he like elevates and he gets the rebound and he's like, it's like, there's like, he's in the land of the trees. And like, he's the guy who somehow comes away with the board. Fred was awesome in this game. And this was exactly the type of game where you can see why Fred shines in so many different ways as the leader on the floor for the Rockets, as the floor general, as the table setter. He made sure to continue feeding Dylan Brooks in the second half once they realized, once once Dylan Brooks had it going, he made sure to continue feeding DB in the second half. He hit some big shots of his own to kind of calm things down to to steady the game at certain times he was he had he had a couple buckets there in the fourth quarter um and his defense man his 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 ability to disrupt deflect to dig to you know he's got the quick strong hands to be able to you know reach in and and knock away a pass generating some steals getting out in transition you know the the rockets do a really good job of being so so disruptive uh, it, you know, and and generating points off their defense. They had, they forced the Grizzlies into 18 turnovers in this game and they scored 16 points off of those 18 turnovers. Now, one thing that the Rockets, you know, I think need to do a little bit of a better job of, which they did in this game, and Ryan Hollins even talked about this pregame, is getting out in transition. They had 17 fast break points in this game and that really felt like a bit of a difference maker at times where the Rockets were actually able to leverage their good defense into some easy transition opportunities. There are times when they get great defensive stops and they don't get out and run. And this is a team that I think, especially as 
bogged down as their offense can get sometimes in the half court and, and as frustrating as the offense can be sometimes with this team, I'd love to see them continue to get out and transition and get some of those easy opportunities playing, you know, after forcing a turnover, right? Or forcing a good defensive stop, right? Getting out and running. And they've got guys who can run. So, uh, you know, I'd like to see that a little bit more uh, moving forward. But for for Fred, man, you know, there's there's like this subsection of Rockets fans who were like convinced that Fred Van Vliet was like the wrong move or that they'd be better off with like another point guard. And I'm like, how? In what world? In what world would the Rockets be better off with another point guard right now? Fred Van Vliet is everything that this team desperately needed from their point guard position. He gives them one. He is an incredible leader. Like guys have really bought in to Fred's leadership, his leadership style. He does not sugarcoat things. He'll call things out when he sees them, right? He is a true blue floor general out there leading the charge. The times you, you watched in this game against the Grizzlies, there were moments where he would call huddles on the floor and gather the troops, rallying the troops, all that stuff. He is an extension of Ime Udoka on the court. And it helps that they are both very similar in personality, in demeanor, in approach. And I do think that kind of helps Ime deliver his message, right, into how he wants things done on the basketball floor. And then just as far as the execution, look, Fred has been inconsistent this season with, with knocking down his shot. His shot has been, there's some games he can't miss, and there's some games where he, you know, shoots below 40%. But, even in the games where he's had bad offensive performances as far as just his efficiency is concerned, he's shown up, he's hit big shots, he his assist-to-turnover ratio is impeccable. He's been a great floor general, being you know making sure to get guys involved. I've even seen people try to argue that Fred only knows how to get Alperin and Shingun involved, which is so far from the truth. Like I'm like, what games are you guys watching at this point? So... Fred has been everything that this Rockets need, team needed and more. So I do want to give him his flowers because I really thought he was instrumental in the Rockets being able to close this game out in the fourth quarter. The defense, the playmaking, the shots that he hit, all of it. Big time ups for Fred Van Vliet. And the two big, the two big mainstays here for the Houston Rockets. Jalen Green and Alperin Shingun, who, look, by all means, they, they, they did not... They did not have great games. <laughs> they didn't have bad games. They didn't have great games. Uh, Alperin Shingun, 15 points on 4 of 12 shooting. He was 7 of 7 at the free throw line. He had 7 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 steals, and 3 blocks. 3 block shots. And then Jalen Green, 14 points, 4 of 12 shooting. He was 3 of 7 from downtown, 3 of 4 at the free throw line. He had 4 boards, 4 assists, and 1 block, and only 1 turnover. This was an ugly game at the start because Alper and Shingun had like three turnovers in the first like five minutes of this game. And it looked like the Rockets were stuck in the mud. It looked like they didn't show up to play again in the first quarter. I kind of thought Ime Odoka was going to bench LP again. And and credit to Ime, credit to the coaching staff for letting LP kind of play through some of those struggles and respond in, in a much better way over the course of the rest of this game. And I, where I want to give a lot of credit to Jalen and Alpi both in this one was their defense. Um, this team and, and Ime's message to these guys has been clear and consistent since day one. You're going to have nights where you're, the offense isn't there. You're going to have nights where you're missing shots and where the ball 
won't go through the hoop, but you can still impact the game in a variety of other ways. You can impact the game with your playmaking. You can impact the game with your defense. And I really felt like Jalen did a good job at times impacting the game as a playmaker, even though he was, he was knocking down his threes. He was three of seven in this one. You, you like that for Jalen. I thought he did a good job impacting the game as a playmaker. I thought he had a couple key rebounds in this game, right? Using as his athleticism to sky for some of these rebounds and for LP, and just and just defensively for Jalen, I thought his energy was much better on the defensive end. And same goes for Alper and Shingun. LP was physical on the defensive end, um, only seven rebounds, but but I did I did like again his overall physicality in bodying up to guys like Bismack Biombo, like Jaron Jackson Jr. on the defensive side of things, um, and the block shots. Like he was so locked in and engaged defensively, making sure that okay, you know. Desmond Bain beats his man. Cool. I'm going to come over and I'm just going to erase the shot at the rim. Uh, and that's a way that even if things aren't going your your way, even if it's not your night offensively, you can still be an impactful player. You can still earn your minutes and you can still keep staying on the floor by being a positive force defensively. So I liked that despite some of their offensive woes in this game, Ime trusted those guys to kind of work through their issues to try and play it out. And the energy was much better. It, look, the, the, fir- the first quarter, they fell a little flat. Things were rough. You know, it was, I think it was less about some of the energy not quite being where it needed to be in the first quarter. And they were just making some some stupid mistakes and they just kind of dug themselves into a hole. Uh, the Grizzlies started out hot. They cooled down. The defense got better. All these different things happened. But I like that Ime trusted these guys and gave them a chance to close this one out. I felt like they their play, I think, warranted their ability to, to close this game out, right? Last game, they were both awful. They didn't deserve to close. Ime made the right call by benching both of them and, and going with the guys who could win you the game in the fourth quarter with that lineup in the fourth quarter, Jeff Green and and uh, and Tari Eason out there last game. This game, Jeff Green and Tari Eason, they played their role, they played their part, but the team as a whole woke up in the second half and Jalen and Alpi played a lot better. They were locked in defensively and that's exactly the type of response you want to see from two young guys, from your two, from two of your, your young cornerstones. You don't want to see these guys mope. You don't want to see them sulking. You don't want to see them pouting or being frustrated or upset that they were benched last game. And so far, so far this entire season, whether it's been Jalen getting benched, whether it's LP being benched, whether it's Jabari being benched, doesn't matter who's been benched this year. All three of the Rockets' young cornerstone pieces in the starting lineup have all responded really well after those moments. And, and I do think that speaks to their uh, how bought in they've been to Ime Odoka's message, to what this team is trying to become, to what they're trying to achieve. This is a basketball team. There is no one guy on this team. This isn't a team with LeBron James or with a Luka Doncic or a Giannis Antetokounmpo, whatever. This isn't the Rockets of old with a James Harden where it starts and stops with that one guy. LP has been the Rockets' best player. He's been their most consistent player this season. But he's fallen into a rut these last few games. And they've still been able to win basketball games because they win as a team. And I think that's the identity of this basketball organization right now is they don't have one star player who's consistently and always better than the rest. LP has been consistently the best player and he is on all-star trajectory right now. He's been playing like a star for this season, but he's fallen into some hard times here. Hopefully he bounces back soon and gets back to how he was playing previously. But in the meantime, they're still able to win basketball games with their defense and with the fact that they are able to step up as a team and on any given night, one guy can lead the way for this Rockets team. 
Loved this Rockets win. Tell me your favorite parts from this game. Tell me your favorite moments. Drop all your thoughts in the YouTube comments. But as always, thank you so much for checking out the show. If you haven't done so yet, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, the Odyssey app, free and available on all podcast platforms. We're also available on YouTube. Just search Locked on Rockets, like, comment, subscribe. But as always, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to having you back right here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. 